participants to say thank you for Dave Food, who is our pastor, our leader. Lord, uh, for whatever you have placed this morning in his heart, Lord, just helping him to deliver with the same passion, with the same love as normally he does, and uh, that comes, um, Lord, uh, backed up by your Holy Spirit. Right now, that word goes specifically to someone that is in need to listen what he's going to share and transform his or her life. Thank you, Lord, for his willingness to do your your will and uh, for uh, his readiness, Lord, to share uh, the gospel. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Amen. Thank you, Letty. Good morning, everybody. So welcome to those online, welcome to those in the room, great to be with you. It's an exciting day today, because you're here. It's an exciting day today, because God's here. God is with us, he's not against us, he's for us. And uh, we've been studying a theme over the last uh, couple of weeks, a greater love, a greater love. And I want to build on that theme and look at a title that I think, I think I got given a couple of weeks ago. Love that goes the extra mile. You saw a picture in the, uh, in the, in the uh, church uh, photos that Norman pulls together of Alex finishing a race. Now I know I'm not, I'm not a great athlete at all, so I'm having to speak from other people's experience here. But what I do know is this, that uh, you have to train. And you have to build up to it. Maybe you run half a mile, then a mile, then two miles, then three miles, until you get to at least your race distance. So you have to go a little bit extra each time. And in going a little extra, you build stamina, you build capability. You get to a place where you are able to do above and exceedingly more than you expected. Matthew chapter 5, which is part of a, a, probably named the greatest sermon and, and, and Matthew 5, verse 41, it says this, And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Now, firstly, I want to say, if anybody asks you, will you walk with me? Will you come for a jog with me? Will you go out for a walk in the fresh air with me? And you're thinking, oh, I'll just go out for a quick stroll, just 20 minutes. And then, and then you come to the end of the mile and say, look, look, that hill over there. Why don't we go up that hill? Why don't we spend a bit more time talking? I've really enjoyed talking with you. The first thing that springs into our mind is inconvenience. Oh, but it's inconvenient. Mm, I'd rather not. But some of the other things that spring into our mind are, it's going to be hard. I'm not really up to it. I'm not ready for it. I haven't made space for it. You know, these, these are some of the uncomfortable things that Jesus says. If, you, if, 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 if they ask you to walk a mile and then they ask you to go a second... And why? Why did Jesus say this? Because the Roman thinking, the Roman mindset that he was speaking into at this time was very much about doing just enough. Just getting there. Just good enough. And I think it's a great thing to challenge. I think it's a kingdom mindset to go a little bit more, to do a little bit extra. Think about your children. Think about someone you love. Think about someone who's precious to you. Maybe their birthday's coming up. Maybe it's a special event coming up and you want to celebrate it with them. You're not just going to kind of go to McDonald's and buy burgers and chips, unless that's really what they wanted. 
Um, you're, you're going you're to cook a special cake. You're going to go that extra mile. You're going to do some extra things. You, you might have to look around the shops to find the gift that they really want so that you can buy it for them. You go that extra mile. Why? Why do you do that? Because of love. Because of love. Our theme for this month, a love that takes us further. A love that leads us on. A love that takes us to a place where we've never been before. And for anybody who's ever had stitch, when you run and then you kind of go beyond yourself and suddenly there's, ah, and you, sometimes you have to take a bit of a break, but then you go, there's a place where you've gone beyond yourself and you are truly finding something more of where you can go and what you can achieve. It wasn't compelling. It's a suggestion. It's an invitation to go that extra mile. It's not saying you must do it. But you know what? Kingdom principles confound people. When you, and the part of the purpose of this going an extra mile, or as we'll read on in a moment, um, giving your shirt as well, is that it, it come, goes against the grain. It goes against the grain. And it kind of denies our rights to, well, I, I wanted a bit of space. For some of you who joined us in fasting over these last two days, it's the first time we've done a two-day fast for quite a while. And some of us are familiar with one-day fasting. We as a leadership team fast every month. And if anybody wants to join us in that fast, please do let us know. It's typically the last Saturday of the month. But if you would like to kind of corporately do it, because one of the things we wanted to start doing was building together. And building together is important. Not, I know we're all isolated because of, social, because of COVID. We, 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 you know, there are people who are remote and at home, and you're not with us. But you can still be with us. You can still walk in step with us as we decide to do things together. So our encouragement was to pray and to fast as a corporate call to pray and fast together. Not just one day, but two. And I know as I talked to one or two people, they said, you know, that second day was hard, Dave. That second day was hard because I haven't done that for a while. But you know what? You, you can now come to the end of it having done it and think, yes, I did it. I could do it again. In Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17 to 19, it says this, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ, which, surpasses, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. The, to be filled... To be filled. They don't just yeah. mean half filled. I mean full. Yeah. I mean full. Amen. Most of us know what it is to feel empty. Whether that's empty of energy, whether it's empty of food, we're really hungry, whether it's really thirsty. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? It's a great, it's a great thing when we, when we are really truly hungry to then feel satisfied, sated, to have eaten enough. There's, there's a real sense of, oh, that feels good. And we can know that with God's love. God wants to fill us up with his love. Why? Because then we can overflow with his love. And sometimes when we are asked to go the extra mile, we look at our own reserves and say, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. That's the place we need to engage with God. And when we engage with God, then what we're doing is starting to reach on his resources, not our resources. We're starting to reach out to him and say, Lord, I don't have enough myself. I'm going to need something more of you. 
And part of the worldview that comes from going, that gets challenged by going the extra mile, is that we carry something. We carry something of God into those moments. We learn to endure. It's not out of obligation, but it's out of a place of saying, do you know what, I just want to show you how much I love you. In Matthew 5, verses 1 and 2, it says this, And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain, and when he was seated with his his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying... What did he go on to say? This is the the great sermon that we, we know so well. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who are hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice, And be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Blessed. There's so much blessing in there. And why is Jesus talking about this? Because he wants to show that there is more than enough. And do you know, I honestly believe sometimes there isn't enough in the kingdom because God has spoken, but we haven't responded. And I'm I'm not taking it as a guilt trip. I'm taking it more as God has challenged us to do something and we haven't yet got there. We can't do that extra mile. We need to build up that stamina. We need to build up that capacity to be able to give of our time and of our, of our peace and our love. We, we, we read in there, blessed are the peacemakers. Who wants to be a peacemaker? Well, a peacemaker suggests there's war. And yet, if we're going to be a peacemaker, then we've got to go into difficult situations. We've got to find ourselves in difficult circumstances where sometimes difficult things need to be said. And it's not always that we're enemies. I mean, peacemakers quite often are arbitrators who come and they talk to the, the warring factions and they bring a different perspective. And part of our role as peacemakers is to bring that with love. In John 15, verses 13 to 17, our greater love is so well described. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do whatever I command you, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give to you. These things I command you, that you love one another. And I really want to focus on verse 16 that says this, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. 
We're not a, when we find ourselves in circumstances and situations, it's not a mistake. God has put us there for a plan and a purpose. If we know we're right in the groove with God, then that's the time we need to come. Lord, I need you right now. I need your wisdom right now. I need your love right now. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. But I am here and I am willing. Love that goes the extra mile. Love that goes above and beyond what is natural. Because here's the thing. When we go beyond the expected, it asks a question. And when it asks a question, then there's a place to answer it. Because there's been sacrifice. When we go that extra mile, when we, when we give more than we're asked to give, people ask, why are you doing this? I remember Clem, who's a good friend of us, ours as a church, saying his church, they, they decided to do, uh, the young people in his church decided to do a car washing event. But they wanted to confront people about the love of God. And so they put a sign outside saying, car wash, please come in, $5. And people queued up because $5 was pretty good for a car wash. And there was a whole group of young people there cleaning the cars and smiling and there was music playing and, and people sat in the cars whilst their car was washed. And then they came to the end and as they were about to leave, they were given a chocolate bar. And here's the reason why this church was giving out chocolate bars. They'd been given, there was a whole, there was a, a chocolate manufacturing company, I can't remember the name, and they, they, give, they, they were giving them away because they were coming to the end of their shelf life and they wanted to get rid of them relatively quickly. So they gave a whole pallet of chocolate to the church. Wow. Not just a box, a whole pallet. Hundreds of chocolate bars. I know Yasmin's immediately thinking, yes, please. Um, but, you know, they, they had all these chocolate bars. They said, what are we going to do? And they prayed and they... The church leadership said, we, we think we should give them to the young people. And the young people in Clem's church, some of them went, oh, great, we've got lots of chocolate to eat. And the young people said, no, God gave us this for a reason. Let's pray and see what we should do with it. And that's where this desire to, um, to, to, to give chocolate bars came away. So as they left, they were given a chocolate bar. They wound down the window and they were given a chocolate bar. Now, here's the thing that they did. On the back of the chocolate bar was stuck a $5 note. So they'd all paid $5 as they came in. And then as they left, they were given a chocolate bar with a $5 note on the back. Do you know there were people who drove down the road and then came back and said, I think there's a mistake. They, and there was another group of young people who were already lined up, ready for them to come back and say, because they expected this. Excuse me, I think there's a mistake. The $5 I gave you is on the back of the chocolate bar. I said, no, no. No, that's, that's for you. I said, well, what's this about then? And there they were, sitting in their car, and the young people were sharing with them the love of God. We want to do this because we love you. But, but, but we've, we've got a chocolate bar out of this. What did you get out of it? The opportunity to serve you. The opportunity to give up our Saturday morning and wash your car. Yeah, there were a number of people who came to church purely out of that very simple act of going that extra mile. In Matthew 5, 38 to 42, it says this. And this is the way of the world it starts out. It says, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person, 
But whoever stops you on your right, slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other one to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. Going that extra mile. Going that extra mile. What does this cause to happen? It causes people to ask questions. Instead of doing just enough. Now I don't know what goals you have in your life. I don't know what goals you have at work. But I want to do exceedingly more than my goals are set. Because I want to be a blessing to others. I want to be a blessing to others. And so I will do that extra bit. I will go that extra mile. Somebody says, Dave, can you do this? Yes. Now, sometimes it's illogical for me to do that. I'm looking at what I've got to do, and I'm thinking, I haven't got enough space in the day to do what I need to do today. So why would I say yes? Because I just sense the prompt of the Spirit to say, go a little further. Go a little further. It happened only this week. I was thinking of getting up and, and testifying um, as Letty said, any testimonies. And I thought, no, if I, if I do the testimony then, I can't use it as an illustration in the sermon. But I, I was online with a group of people, and somebody said, Dave, um, I know this is last minute, but can you do this for me? And I went, yes, of course I can. And then I said, and what about this? Could I do that as well? It was preparing about half a dozen slides. Not a big job, but certainly an extra 30 minutes that I hadn't planned for. Do you know what? I came off the call... And somebody who was also on the call said, Dave, here's a set of slides that merely might be useful. All I needed to do was pick the slides from the ones that were sent to me, edit them just a little bit, and it probably took me five minutes. Five minutes. But do you know what? If I hadn't have offered, I wouldn't have had that opportunity. That person wouldn't have sent me those slides. I benefited too because I got some stuff that I can now use somewhere else. Exceedingly above and more. And I want to say to you guys... I don't know what that means in your world. I don't know whether that means buying an extra cup of coffee. I don't mean that whether it means walking the extra mile. The walking the extra mile is just an illustration. Translate it into your world. Translate it into your day. I don't think it's suggesting that you need to go do a lot more walking. I think it's suggesting we need to go a little bit more, do a little bit, go a little bit further, because it will cause questions. And those questions are exactly the questions we want to answer. Why are you doing this? This is costing you something. Why are you doing it? Do you know what? That's when we need to really test our hearts. Why are we doing it? Because that's part of the reason that God stirs us to go that extra mile, to do that extra thing. God loved us so much that he went the extra mile with us. He didn't just send his son. He sent his son to die in our place and pay the price that we might have um, justice paid. So for our sin, Christ died. But he didn't just die on the cross. He rose again for you and for me. And as he rose again for you and for me. He spoke into our world for eternity. So let me pray. Because God's good. And so, Father, I pray, Lord, that you'd cause us to know your love more and more. 
Father, when we come to the end of ourselves, Father, we come to the beginning of you. When we come to the end of our resources, we come to a place where we've got to ask somebody else, we've got to ask you. And so, Father, I pray that we live in a world of transactions, of transactions where we're needing to ask you. We're not doing it in our own strength. We're doing it in your strength. So, Father, for those who are listening to me as I share this morning, Father, I pray that, Lord, for those who have run out, run out of patience, run out of love, run out of hope, run out of finance, run out of peace. Father, I pray for a download right now, a fresh download. Father, I pray for an impartation of those who need something more of you. And as they reach out to you, Lord, you do exceedingly abundantly more than they ask or imagine. Father, we prayed and fasted over a couple of days, Lord God, and we asked of you. And Lord, you spoke and we thank you. But Father, we pray that your love would be manifest. Your love would be evident. Your love would be real. Your love would be tangible. Father, I pray for hands upon shoulders, hands in hands, where, Lord God, we just sense your presence. We sense your touch. We know you're with us. You're for us and not against us. And so we walk into this week with a clearer sense of purpose with less doubt, because, Lord, you are truly for us, and we love you. you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.